0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Holley.
1: Hello there, Chris. It is great to speak to you again for a bit of The Bachelorette, episode 8. Now, Chris, before we get going, I've just got to ask you, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what, Dave, I started watching it, and we had about... 15, 20 minutes of just gooeyness and, and all this loving shit going on. And I don't know that's the pretense of the show. And then it was nice. You know, we got the Zach wedding date with Tasha, And, you know, it was really nice. She seemed really into him. Dave, hats off to Zach. Zach and um, uh, Ben tonight, for me... Uh, really came across well and they were chatting, you know, about real personal issues. You know, Zach w- was really, really interesting what he had to say and he was, laid it all out there. Somebody, you know, even if he doesn't get with her, he's laid it out there to like the American public and the worldwide audience. And that was all nice and we had this photo shoot and everything and he said about his brain tumor, and you like, you know, wow, you know, respect Dave, and, you know, obviously, yeah, respect. And, uh, and, and Ben was the same Dave, but, it just turned into the Bennett show, but I have got a few other people I want to call out tonight, Dave. So you might be surprised who would go for tonight.
1: Uh, well, what? Not Bennett and... Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> not <nowhere>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, you're going to go for someone else. Okay, well, all right. Well, let's let's start at the start. Let's start with Zach, right? So I, I wasn't sure what to make of Zach before. And I'd said to you, he's not one of the ones who's putting himself right out there and you know making sure he discounts himself early on so he's just sort of keeping his head down and that one-on-one day yeah the dress up i mean i think the wedding thing was just you know that was just one of the things they were trying on wasn't it they? they were trying all sorts yeah. of different costumes on and it seemed to be a, a good good laugh and uh god say Chris, Tasha, I thought looked absolutely stunning in her white dress there.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Now, Chris, I've got to put out there uh, a personal bias of mine, and I'm not sure how much of a light this is going <laughs> to paint me in. <laughs> Might have some listeners switching off. Chris, I don't trust anyone whose bottom lip protrudes further out than their top lip. <laughs> He's hardly referenced to David. No, there's no one famous. I remember knowing this utter douchebag at school who had it, and I wonder if that's where my bias comes from. But, um, right, this conversation about his brain tumor. So, you know, not embarrassed about it. It's something that happened to me. It was back in, it was. I'd have left the band by then, Chris. I can't remember. We were
0: playing football, weren't we? I didn't play that week. But yeah, it was around 2008, when it, Dave? 2009,
1: was it? Yeah, it was 2008. Now, actually, though, though, when we were playing football, I didn't know it then. So, long story short, because it's, it's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as brain tumour stories go. So, we were playing football, weren't we? I was playing in goals... Someone uh, smacked the ball really hard, bounced off the top of my head, and I was completely paralyzed for, what, 10 minutes or something down one side of my body, and I just thought I'd just been hit really, really hard. Um, So it was actually quite some time after that that I actually discovered. So I ended up having a seizure at work, and then so... Uh, just had to go to the hospital, had a scan. Turns out this sucker was like 34 millimeters in diameter or something, daft. It was like a fucking golf ball. And so, you know, a bit like it sounds with Zach's story, I, I, I had to have an operation. I think it was within a week or something like that. Got it, took out. There was no deliberation. There were no choices to make. There was no agonizing about what to do. It's like, get it out or don't and die. So, you know, pragmatic. Let's go ahead and get it done. What I found interesting was, was what Zach was saying here. He's clearly gone way off the rails. I mean, proper off the rails. So I can imagine that lots of people are thinking, oh, you know, an experience like that, you know, you're going to go off the rails, aren't you? I didn't, Chris. <laughs> yeah. so, so I think a lot of people will have sympathy for him. I fucking don't. I I don't think there's any fucking excuse for that. There is one difference, right? So I had the two girls at the time. So, you know, I wasn't, you know, again, it's just a pragmatic thing. Get it done. Get over it. Got to admit, like there was afterwards, a few months after a bit of depression kind of crept up on me. I didn't even sort of notice it coming. But, um, yeah, I didn't go fucking like he's gone on. You know, he's talking about he had a, a DUI, he was stealing from his dad and stuff. And he'd been in, he's been in and out of rehab by the sounds of it. And so, yeah, I've, I, I'm not liking Zach and I don't really have a lot of sympathy for him.
0: You know what, Dave? It's very brave you to say that. No joking, no nothing. Because I didn't, as you probably heard when I tripped over myself, I didn't want to say about that. Because obviously, and you've said it on the show, which is great. But uh, you're probably the only person who can say all this, Dave. Yeah. And it say, "I've been there and done it, got the t-shirt," and I wasn't a dick. So you know what? I've not even looked at it at that point. I got sucked in on this and was like, "Yeah, yeah I, I, you're probably right, you know, Dave." Because I think Tasha was in on it. There's, there's a, there is a chemistry there. Sam said when we watched it, she said straight, "She went, she's into him, isn't she?" I said, "It really looks like she is." You know, so. And then he mentioned about his dad's check, didn't he, and all this, like going, he was going to cash it and that. I don't know if he did, Dave, but obviously he was not a good person. And, and I'm not saying you can't change because you can. However, um, for the purpose of the show, what I would say, Dave, it's in my notes, has he done it because it was going to come out more than he, he actually really didn't want to do it?
1: Do you know what I mean? Well, before I, I speculate on what that could be, she went like, uh, you yeah, know, you've had a wild ride, haven't you? Any big cheesy shit-eating grin. He goes, "The best ride." I'm yeah. like, are "You fucking kidding me? Your family would have been absolutely beside themselves." And you just sound like you've been partying pretty hard. I it didn't sound very remorseful to me, Chris.
0: You know what? I didn't even see all this. I didn't. I didn't pick up on it. But and I'm not just doing a turncoat. But the more you say it, I'm thinking because. There's not many guys, Dave. I was sort of in for Zach saying, well, fair enough. And obviously Ben as well. But there's not many others who I'm in on, Dave, in this, this show at all. Like, I believe are even genuine or anything. I mean...
1: Yeah, you, yeah,
0: yeah, And I agree. You move slightly on from that. And, and I I'd honestly take on board what you say, because you know me. I'll just call it how it is usually. When you're doing that game about different things with Tasha, and fucking Bennett started talking about his <laughs> houses... Dave, what a prick. What an absolute... And all I said was, see you next Tuesday, but the proper word, see you next Tuesday, and I hate using that word, is what a dickhead. He's an absolute ass. Noah, Ed, Riley, they were all looking at him like, you're a knobhead. Why... Why would you say, and, anyway, and and people seem to think I've come from a privileged background, but that is not true. What, did you only have two hours when you were younger, Bennett, you fucking dildo? What an absolute arse he is, Dave. I was rooting for Bennett at the start. I thought, oh, he's a good guy. He roasted uh, Dale, didn't he? did all that. He seemed quite genuine. He's a horrible person for me, Dave. A really, really... Forget what people think of Noah. He is not a nice guy at all. An absolute condescending wanker for me. Really, really... And we'll talk about later on. He made, as you can tell, my fucking blood boil tonight. (laughs) What a dick.
1: Well, I think on this one, I think on Bennett, we are probably exactly on the same page. I'm pretty sure last week I called him a grade A pretentious prick or something similar. And that was all I could think today as well. It just absolutely is one of my buttons when someone is like, Looking down their nose at you, and I don't mean you, Chris, are you.') <laughs> <laughs> <Four cute names. laughs> but you know what I mean? to thinks they're better than everyone else, and he's just rubbing your face in it as well. Everyone there knows that Bennett is money. Everyone knows that Bennett is privileged, and when he's going on about it, and uh, you know, he oh, fucking wind, was winding me up all the way through this episode, Chris. But when he goes, my life has been challenging and hard. Fuck off! <laughs> oh yeah, you've <laughs> got no you. fucking idea. No. And so, yeah. Chris, fucking done. I think I was done with Bennett last week, but this week's just absolutely sealed the deal. Grade A prick.
0: Yeah, honestly. And you're right, Dave. Me and you have come from, uh, you know, pretty poor backgrounds, haven't we? That's not being... Modest. Modest. modest, Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I grew up in a council house. I'm the oldest of nine kids. We didn't have a pot to piss in, Dave. That's fucking struggling. That's struggling. You know what I mean? Really is struggling. He's not struggling where he comes from. He still had a fucking college degree and all that bollocks. His mum and dad have had to pay for him to go to some of the best schools. What a load of shit, Dave! A load of wank. So, so, and also, I think what I overlooked, Dave, the first time this episode and any of the shows I've seen, we saw a bit of humanity to Ed. Ed had a really good speech for Tayshia. And I actually said, you know what? This is the first time he looks like he's actually been himself. And then Bennett stepped up and fucked it up for him because it just <laughs> went on to Bennett. And, and it's funny, isn't it, how the show's starting. I'm sat there going "Oh," And I said to you last week, "Sort missing Claire. And as this was going on, Dave, oh, my fucking blood was boiling with, with, <laughs> uh, with Bennett. He's a knobhead. I mean, i tell you what I call out, Dave, in the same game. And I don't know whether it's the same in, in America. I think it is because like, we get... We have like the X Factor, Britain's Got Talent. So we have America's Got Talent and they have, it's not called X Factor, the singing one with Simon Cowell. Um, Oh God, it's on Netflix because my mother-in-law watches it. But but anyway, it's the same thing. And we get the fucking backstory, don't we? You know, like where they're going to feature somebody and they'll go, oh my God, my cat got run over last week or my hamster Mm -hmm. has died. And it's like, and we get the fucking music in the background. You raise me up. <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: always.
0: The, the violins come out. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I broke a toenail when I was eight years old, and I've never been able to wear open-toe sandals since. Who gives a fuck? The whole pitch and is, is just fake bullshit storytelling. So the audience goes, oh, my God, and they can sing. Let's put them through. And we get the whole fake <laughs> drama and everything. <laughs> Fucking Riley, Dave. His story about his mum ringing him. Where the fuck did he get that from? The OK Magazine. What a load of... And I like Riley, but what a load of shit that story was. I put... And this is my thing. He was faking... Him. My mum rang me and, uh, you know, she said, what son would think about his wife and child at your age? Oh, yeah. Who does that? Short the fuck up. That was so bullshit, honestly.
1: Chris, oh. I was genuinely left scratching my head. I've written down in my notes here... Riley, Drew Clouds, something about talking to his mum about his daughter when he's only in his twenties. But I couldn't really understand like what what was it what was the start and end to it? I, it was I just, just like he was trying to say he was
0: growing up for his age, and he's always thought about this family, Dave. And I was just like, "Oh fuck off!" He was like, he'd picked it up from somewhere on the internet. Let me think of some inspirational speeches. We just needed Tony Robbins to pick their uh, pitch up, Dave. One of his fucking motivational
1: things. It was, utter. it was weird, wasn't it? It, it was yeah. not authentic one bit. And it's like, okay, so why aren't you like, you know, why aren't you there now? why are you on reality TV yeah, <laughs> where you're exactly. in competition with a bunch of other blokes? I'm sure there's easier ways to, you know, uh, to start a family and stuff than coming on reality TV. So yeah, I was, I was just confused by that, I, I, but I, I couldn't buy into it really. I mean, when they were doing the, the sketches, cause we've we talked about Bennett just being a prick there, you know, and uh, again, when he's drawing his little sketch, I think I I've got to tell you, Chris don't like Noah either, but I thought Bennett's moments. I think Bennett was worse today in terms of being childish. Yeah. Just cause you say it with a fucking silver spoon shoved up your ass. Doesn't mean you're not childish <laughs> when he's going on about, you know, the background noise and drama and stuff. And you can see he's sort of smugly looking over at Noah. Yeah. He's just a bell end. So, what what else happened in there? Though I I had a feeling Ivan might kill that sort of um that that group date, if you like. And you know, he had he mentioned as well about his dad having having cancer a couple of times, and then he had the missing piece in the jigsaw. I thought, yeah, Ivan's got this one. And then fucking Blake makes himself a clay knob. Chris. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> what do you reckon to that? Because I, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, ah, oh, surely there's a time and a place. And then it, it got me thinking back. I was thinking, oh, come on, we've all done it, haven't we? When, uh, no, yeah. when, when your mate or awesome at next year's uh, left, left the school desk. Yeah. You've got to draw a cock and balls, haven't you? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've done it on the homework and everything. You know we have. You know we have. <laughs> Many a time, there's nothing funnier than seeing one of your best mates get a fucking bollocking. And then later on going, it's me who done that. And it fucking makes it even funnier, doesn't it? It does, Dave. It fucking does. So I don't care what you are. You're not a true friend if you don't try and stitch your mate up in school. Really exactly.
1: When, when you're at school and you're being a bit boisterous and a bit silly, I, I wouldn't have thought a dating show was probably the right place. But, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. What,
0: the, what did you think though, Dave, about Ben and his whole... You know, Ben came out with no clothes on, did he? And he, and you he had a couple of the guys with the picture frames and you should be in it and all that. But when Ben come out, with he was, it was like... I bought into his story afterwards because his story was quite sad, wasn't it? 15 years bulimic, his ex-army and everything. And I, I thought, you know what? He's been dead genuine and... and Uh, that it seemed just before that though the whole taking his clothes off and Dave he's got a fantastic body obviously he talks about his fitness journey and all the guys have there's not one guy there's not a fucking ounce of fat between any of them Um, they all look great but it's also the fact that he does that and I'm thinking is he just trying to outdo people all the time you know and is, is this what this is about now it's, it's literally i know he's got his cock out but is it like a cock fight you know where everyone's just trying to outdo each other but what did you think of his story Dave? because i must admit i did it was he's not going to lie about that but i did find him probably i, I was in for zach to be fair as so he said what you'd said and I, <laughs> I think i actually agree now but i think we know what i did believe that more than anyone to be honest no bet ben you mean Uh, Ben, sorry, not Noah, Ben, sorry. Oh, certainly not Noah, no.
1: no. Again, Chris, with this episode, I think there was lots of things that happened that just left me confused. I I didn't really understand it. It was like, it was almost as if, it was like, look, if it was me, Chris, I'd be like, look, I've got nothing. I've got no fucking artistic talent whatsoever. But I, you know what? I have got a fucking rocking body. So yeah. get a load of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he'd have been a, a little bit plump, bit out of shape, would he have done the same thing? Or is it like, hey, look at these pecs, eight <laughs> percent body fat. Look at these guns. Want a ticket? Want a ticket to the gun show? <laughs> you know, it's like. I didn't buy it at all, Chris. I was just confused about... And clearly Tayshia took it as being this kind of you know, great gesture and stuff. The fact that he's brave enough to get his kit off. Oh, fuck off. You're not brave if you get your kit off like that. You're not brave if you're fucking Chris Hemsworth or something <laughs> like that, getting your kit off. I, I wasn't bought into it, Chris. But clearly Taysha uh, bought into it.
0: She was crying, wasn't she? Afterwards, she went off and was genuinely upset, which I was quite surprised with. But I'll tell you what was one of the, before we get into the Bennett and Noah situation at the end, is one of the the, the most craziest things I've seen in this series, even with Claire, is this situation with Easy. So Easy gets picked to go on the actual single date. They go in a haunted house, which in the UK, there was a show called Most Haunted, which I used to watch a lot years ago. Do you remember what it's said, Derek Shit me up, something it rotten. Did. And you know why I hate stuff like that? <laughs> well, like, we used to sit there and the pretense is, so sorry for all of our American listeners, I don't know if they've got it over in America, but um, is... Yeah, I think,
1: uh, I think it came from there, didn't it?
0: Oh, did it, right. Okay, so they all go in like a haunted house or a, a you know, somewhere. And our Australian listeners, Dave, all over the world, because we have now got, which we've been for 36 different countries listening to this show. So thank you guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, it's like, they see an orb, were not they? Which really was a bit of dust. And they go, oh my God, what's that? What's that noise? You know, and it was all set up. and, and But they went on this date and it seemed quite genuine. And, and I'm not saying, they weren't kissing or cuddling or anything like that. Did you see it coming when he confessed his love to her? And she went, Actually, the car's waiting. Fuck off. I'll, let, I'll show you to the door. I was not expecting that.
1: I, I said a minute ago, Chris, I spent most of this episode just being confused. For that bit, I had to fucking rewind it. I was like, what just happened? I, I didn't understand it. It was like... It seemed to go really well. You know, it was kind of a cute date, wasn't it? You know, I I thought, you know, it's properly like you can't have um, uh, not inhibitions, but you can't be like on your best, uh, you know, putting your best foot forward kind of thing and, you know, being a bit Bennett, you know. Trying to put a mask up and whatever. Because I must admit, I was thinking of you and that. And now I would have fucking shit it as well, Chris, but I was thinking of you and you'd have been fucking out of there. I'd have gone, Dave. When the doll started crying. Have you ever been to like uh, London Dungeon or anywhere like that?
0: I'll tell you a quick story, Dave. I'm sure I've told you this. So, so you now I've done one in Blackpool where it was the same thing. You know, you got chased and stuff and you end, you end up running out of a room and you're in a fucking bar where everyone's just sat there drinking. You know, like, they you know that you're in a haunted house, but they just yeah, yeah. carry on as normal. They're not actors or anything. They're just normal people off the street having a drink in a bar, but you end up sort of like kicking this door in to get out. But... I remember 1998 in Benidorm with my mates. We were all there because the World Cup was on, watching England. And there was a haunted house on this um, amusement park right near Lineker's Bar. So we'd all been watching England oh, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We'd won and everything. And, and I, I know, you know me, I grew up in Spain. I grew up in Benidorm. Like, you know, I know it's a, it's a proper shithole, but we grew up there as kids. So I knew this theme park. And me and my best mate were there, and the six of us. And we're all there like, that seemed dead cocky. And they knew I was a shitbag. So one of them, I don't know if it was Sam's brother, actually, because he was there. He said to me, he went, say tell you what, if you go in that, knowing I hate stuff like, if you go in that house, I'll pay for your drinks all night. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. And he went, no, go on. <laughs> so there was two guys outside, two Spanish guys, and, and they spoke great English. And they were like, I said, look, I'm going to, you know, I want to go in here. So I thought, fuck it, I'm getting free drinks. It was like two for one drinks, Dave. So you get like a vodka and orange for about 500 pesetas, which is about £2.50, but you'd get two. And they were like absolutely laced, were they, with vodka. So I was like, yeah, that's great. Fine by me. So I go in there and it's all creepy. We've got cobwebs and there's a couple of ones where, you know, they put the hands on your shoulder and you fucking turn yeah, around shitting shit yeah. I I swear on fucking jordan's life about this i absolutely whacked it there was a guy on a bed and he had a white sheet over him but i thought there was a few like that when it was dummies and the dummy would get up and go ah, oh, you know like a fake mm-hmm. scream and, and you'd still jump I, I was in there on my own i jumped like a fucking oh i was <laughs> terrible at anything i was so bad and it's dead dark and i went in this room and he and it was about the fifth time i'd seen like a fake body on a bed or in a corner or a door opened and, and like, a thing jumped out of me. So it was absolutely on my nerves anyway. This guy was real. He was this other guy from the tour. Dave, I'm not joking. He gets up. He's only got a fucking chainsaw, which he revs. And I went, holy shit. And you can hear me scream. And I I actually kicked the fire door in to get out. <laughs> chase me, right? I'm not. I'm not even... Bothered what anyone thinks. I absolutely whacked it. He revved it up, and he just chased me. It might have been a fucking fake. It must have been a fake. He's not going to fucking have a proper chainsaw. He might have had no teeth on it. (laughs) Either way, I wasn't taking the chance, Dave. And I absolutely shit it. And I saw a fire exit, and I just kicked the door in. And the other Spanish are like, (sighs) this guy, they were going mental at me. And I whacked So my best mate is there. We'd all dyed our hair on this holiday. So I'd gone blonde from being brown. I know it's grey now. But oh, I'm pretty it, sure
1: I went blonde about yeah, late, late 90s as late well. 90s, it was him, so, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, we all, but by the time of the end of the holiday finished, Sam walked past me when I'd come home because I actually had fucking ginger hair, Dave, because it had gone ginger <laughs> to go in the pool. But my best mate decided to dye his hair from blonde to black so he was he was pale-faced anyway and he was dead cocky and he's like ah oh, go in there shit you absolute shitbag I went alright then no problem I didn't tell him what had happened I went go on then you go in there Dave we heard him scream <laughs> <laughs> with a chainsaw come on because <laughs> my mates outside thought he was like a fake chainsaw like a over a tannoy yeah, went, yeah, yeah, that's a fucking real f- chainsaw or, or what resembles a real chainsaw he did the same thing he kicked the exit out the fire exit <laughs> He fucking ran out with. Let's go. And he fucking and I, I'm happy to admit I was petrified, Dave. So watching this, and I know I've gone off on a proper tangent and told one of my stories, but watching this, I'm thinking, there's no fucking way I'm building a relationship with anybody going in a haunted house. Not a <laughs> chance, Dave. Not a
1: chance. There's no macho left. I mean, uh, no, you've not told me that one before. That's that's a good one, that one. I, I, I mean, if you get a chance, if you're down in London... I would recommend going to the London dungeon because it, it is good. It's a good tour. And like you say, there's a lot of kind of actors, uh, you know, who are dressed up and, and stuff like that. But the last bit of it, you've got this guy. guy's a bit like, I don't know, a dungeon master type, you know, and, uh, you know, big black cloak on and stuff. And it's, it's very poorly lit anyway. And there's all these spooky sound effects and everything. And, And then the lights go out. And I'm not joking, Chris. There is, it's blackness. Like you'd never get at home, you know, because uh, like if you went out in the garden or something, there's always some kind of light, isn't there? But you just cannot see your hand in front of your face. And the fucking lights come up. And I don't know how he does it. He must have some infrared goggles or something so he can navigate around the room because you're all sat in this massive circle. And the sort of dim lights come up, and he's right in front, like about an inch in front of oh, someone's no. face. <laughs> oh, I would shit it! But the thing is, the worst thing about it is it keeps happening. So you see, and whoever he's in front of, you know that when the light comes on, fucking hell, it just absolutely shits you up. So, so they end up screaming. Everyone around them is screaming. You know what's happened. Lights go out again, pops up in front of someone else, doesn't it? Lights go out again, you're thinking, oh, please don't be me. Please don't be me. I am going to fucking shit myself (laughs) here. It does it like fucking six or seven times. And each time you're like, oh, just please, not me. I don't want it. Can we go now? (laughs) So I'm I'm with you, Chris. I'm fucking rubbish with stuff like that. But I thought Easy took it all in good spirits. And then when she's like, look, just not feeling it. Cars, the car's running. Don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. I was, like you, I was amazed
0: because she's leaving absolute pricks still in the house. And Easy was a nice guy. And even if she doesn't feel anything... There's more to him than there was to fucking Bennett, Noah, some of the other fakes who were in that. I was
1: really surprised by that, Dave. Yeah. And it, and it was like, it, it, seemed to be, it seemed to be going quite well, right up until, you know, she said, I can't give you a rose. And so... He said, yeah, he said he loved it, didn't he? And then she went, oh, no, 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 no.
0: There you go. Yeah. See ya.
1: It was very strange, very strange. But, but Chris, we, what, what do you reckon's happened to Chris Harrison? Speaking of uh, <laughs> spooky stories, <laughs>
0: well, I did a bit of research. So apparently, JoJo is an ex-bachelorette, Dave. She's come on to present it. Now we t- we talked about Sophie Monk when we did Love Island Australia, who decided yep. in the middle of season two that she was going to take a fucking week's holiday with a boyfriend on the island that they were filming for they no reason the whatsoever. Same thing. No, Dave he's decided that he needed Jojo to come on because his son was moving house and he wanted to help him move.
1: (laughs) What the fuck is that all about? (laughs) That is power, Chris. That is when you know your job is secure and and your fucking revenue income, your your income, sorry, is is safe because they are not going to sack you. Guys, son's moving house, taking the day off. You know, knock yourself out. Go and, yeah. go and get someone. Chris, last week I called bullshit on the bubble. What yeah. the fuck is that? Chris Harrison needs to help his son, right? So he's out the bubble now. Yeah. JoJo just come in for four fucking weeks before this one day off. Yeah, what a load The bubble is bullshit, Chris.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it's just to make up as you go along, Dave. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Dave. If me and you, right, were together... And say, say you were sat there and I, I said, you know, we'd had a bit of a beef and that, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to come and make amends. But what I'm going to do first is, I'm going to put a little Christmas present together of all your faults and give you a book about how you need to improve yourself as a person. But I'm not going to talk down to you because that's not what I'm about. But I am basically going to talk down to you and act like I see you next Tuesday, Dave. I'd hope that you'd get up and wing me one right on my fucking schnozio, Dave, because for the way Bennett spoke to nowhere. How oh, Noah didn't get up and rugby tackle him, Dave. I do not know. What an absolute pretentious prick. That was horrible yeah. to watch that. Whatever we think of Noah, and we know people have said to us he's a fake. We said it on the bonus episode. These people know who he is. He's all for himself. Dave, that is bullying to me. Really. It's like a he's oh, trying yeah. to be intelligent. He's trying to be an intelligent bully. And he and he doesn't have the um he doesn't have the articulation in the words. And I'm not great with words. I mean, you know, I, I'm not the best person to articulate myself. Every other word for me is swearing. So <laughs> I, I don't, I would not hold myself up in them sort of conversations. But the way Bennett is, he's a fucking fake, Dave. An absolute fake. And that was horrible.
1: It, it was nasty. And, it, and like he was trying to make out that it's no, no, this will help you in life. You know, he's trying to play that he's not just being a massive tit. (laughs) You know, there's just nothing authentic about Bennett at all. And he's just a massive fucking bellend. In this hypothetical, you know, if we've had a bit of an argument and we're going to sit down, it'd be like me saying, Chris, here's some sunscreen for your nose, you know, because it's a bit close to the sun, so you need a bit more. (laughs) Fuck you, Dave. So what what I'm doing is, Chris, I'm pretending (laughs) like I've got your best interests at heart, but meanwhile I'm sticking a fucking knife right in the middle of your shoulder blades. You know, it's fucking (laughs) horrible. So. Yeah, what a massive dick. And, hey, um, that was fucking brilliant, that. that fucking, <laughs> I'll give you that. that
0: was, I have no I have no answer for that because you just done a it on me, you fucking way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when he's going on about the socks, you know, where's he got those socks from, Chris, with the mustaches on them? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, he went, I've worn them and they've been washed. Well, I'm not wearing them straight away because you might have fucking Veruca's <laughs> everywhere. I'm not fucking wearing your socks. Then he went, I've got a red bandana, so there's no blood between us. Because, you know, when I was a cowboy, I'm like, you've never been a cowboy. <laughs> no. The only time you've been a cowboy is when you've got your Buzz Lightyear fucking Halloween outfit, your
1: dickhead. He's never been on a fucking ranch in his life. Or he's been on one of these fucking bonding trips or something like that. You know, like City Slickers. He's been on something like that, maybe you know, but <laughs> I don't know. Just an, an absolute tit. But I, I mean, it's pretty obvious, Chris, isn't it? I, I, like I said, I don't particularly like Noah, but he did quite well there, didn't he? Because yeah. it must have been fucking uh, very tempting to just, you know, launch across the table at him.
0: Yeah, it it, it was it was wrong, and, and what what I found interesting was when Tasha collared him and she do and she went, this is what goes on but I'm not here but Noah's give as good as he got he give it to him a little bit earlier on he's not fucking behind the door he's not innocent I'm not saying that but I think Bennett just come across his dick but when she went what's that box fucking Bennett's ass <laughs> was twitching uh, well uh, uh, and then he went to be continued and I'm like oh you absolute bastards but I think for the show Dave she's going to send both of them home I really do I just can't see there's any way back for either of them
1: I don't. I I think Bennett's gone. In in that kind of, in the sit-down kind of, uh, you know, clear-the-air so-called talks, I don't think Bennett, I don't think Noah's done a lot wrong there. You know, I think he's been a bit of a bell-end in in certain moments leading up to it. But I think the fact that Bennett just got more and more and more of a douchebag... (laughs) As, as, you know, the last few episodes have gone on, I think he's just talked himself out of the mansion. So, um, yeah, I I think Bennett's gone. Yeah,
0: I do. I do. We'll see next week, though, because it looks like he's going to get a bit juicy now as well. And I think it needs a bit of a shake-up. So, like I say, the easy one was the shake-up for tonight. It's just everything else surrounding Bennett. was, And it could be a bit like what happened with Chase and Dave. This could be Bennett's final hurrah. And then next week, we don't even see him speak, and she just goes, see you, Bennett. You know, so
1: in the same format. They've said that one of them's going home. So, yeah. you know, one of them's going to stay, one of them's going to go. I think that's what this JoJo said. So I, I don't think they'll string that out because there's got to be like a, a cocktail party after it. So yeah, I think true. the start of the next episode will just be whoever goes, goes, and then they'll be on to what, whatever the next week's storyline is. So.
0: I agree there. Actually, I tell you what, Dave, that's a very good point because I'll tell you why. When Bennett was saying about to Noah, about fourteen year old thing, the zero chance that Tasha would get with him. And I looked at Sam and went, Oh dear, he's fucked now because he's speaking for her, like she's not even there. That's so fucking yeah, yeah. wrong. That was bad. But
1: also <laughs> Yeah, that was proper like digging it in. We say that, you know, Noah's not got the uh the vocabulary to to go up against Bennett. But sometimes you don't need it. Because <laughs> Bennett was just like, and I stand by what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, just, and Dave, you know I like to talk. And a, a friend of mine, a few years ago, he was into like... Um, he's he, he giving loads of books on human behavior. I've told you before, and I like handshakes, how the government works, how people use the physical, like like Donald Trump does or Clinton, people like that. And, and just people of power, how they use the body for different things and, 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 you know, stuff like that. Dave, have you ever seen a walk like Bennett's? <laughs> that was on tonight. I thought he was amazing.
1: Well, he's just got to stick up his arse, hasn't he? So you're going to walk a little bit funny.
0: <laughs> he has, Dave, and also he had fucking George Michael's shoes on for the old moccasins from the 80s when he was in WAMP because that <laughs> suit and then white fucking <laughs> shoes did not go at all. I, I, honestly when he come back in with a parcel, me and Sam were pissing ourselves and Sam went, let me just rewind that. We had to watch him walk in again. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you actually doing? And what are you doing? And also, as I was saying about studying human behavior and body language and all that, Dave, I can talk a glass eye to sleep. I know I can't. I'm fucking horrendous, but I have learned little bits as I get older. Sometimes don't speak in, your con- in a two-way conversation, if you're trying to get your own way, the best thing to do is not speak. Because most of the time, people don't like uncomfortable silences, Dave, and they actually will talk themselves into what you want them to do. Don't do it very often, but it's something I've tried at work. And I've had a few shit situations, and usually, Dave, it does work. And you know, I can't keep my fucking gob shut, so <laughs> it does work. When I, when I engage my brain and think, right, shut your mouth, Chris. Less is more, Dave, and that's what Bennett did. He literally just put that chain around him with the lock, and it was all over. I thought, I thought Noah won by saying not a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, again, it's just like this artificial environment, you know, it's like he's been grown in a fucking test tube or something. This world that he's grown up in, and he's read all these books. He's read a book on emotional intelligence. So he's a fucking expert about it now, Chris. It doesn't mean that you actually know anything about people. I actually thought, you know, even in the sketches, you know, when they had the old models in and they were doing the sketches, I wrote down here, Bennett cannot read a room. <laughs> yeah. Because when he's, like you say, when he's going on about the houses and everything, it wasn't just Noah who thought he was a prize cock. Pretty much everyone you could tell was like, oh, just fuck off, you know? So, you know, he can read all these books, but it doesn't actually substitute for for spending time with people, you know, and having a bit of empathy for, with people. So, um Yeah. 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 You're like me, David. I'm sure most of our listeners are.
0: If. He doesn't know where any of them guys have come from. He's talking about he's had this hard life. He hasn't. I know we're guessing this, and we're just going off what he's done. But you don't act like that. The way he is, he's just—he's been to all these elocution lessons, trying to sort his fucking voice out, and he's acting like he's almost British. The the stereotypical British Londoner, Dave. You know the guy who wears the bowler hat and the suit everywhere. Every day he wears a suit and all that. We know that's not real, but unfortunately, it's it's what a lot of people overseas think of the British. To eat tin crumb every day and all that shit. It's not real. We're regional Englishmen from the UK. We are far from that. We're just normal people. But with him doing that, Dave, that is so wrong to the guys. Forget no, forget everything. If you've got wealth, if me and you suddenly came into a load of money, the last thing you would do to me or I would do to you, I'd hope we would not rub each other's noses. If anything, we'd help each other out. And you'd be like, you know, come and stay at my house, or come and do this. You know, offer that olive branch. That you know where you've come from. You, you want to help you, like your best friends, out, your family. You certainly don't act like that because it's, it, it's all right saying come and stay at my house, and then you, you bring someone to say a mansion. They go, holy shit! But you're very low key about it, Dave. Not like that. That doesn't win anybody over. I don't know what or who he, he, he hangs around with, but that is not the way to act. In just. Forget the show in life itself, because you straight away a normal person to be like, what a cop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know who this guy is? Little ginger bloke out of Dirty Dancing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when he's trying to chat up Jennifer Grey, and he's telling this story about, you know, how he stole someone's girl, and, and the guy's like, what does this guy have that I, that I don't have? And I said, two hotels. You know, it's fucking Bennett. <laughs> you know, yeah. he thinks a hard life is having high expectations placed on him, you know, about going and achieving things. And, uh, you know, he probably had to study hard. I'm not saying that's a piece of piss, Chris, because it, it is hard. But don't fucking equate that to a hard life. You know what I mean? And and like you said, just uh, be aware, you know, other people are from other backgrounds. And, and you know, I, I can guarantee you've had a lot worse than, than fucking him with, with all the uh, <laughs> advantages that he's had in life. <laughs>
0: I fucking know he has. Anyway, Dave, I think we've exhausted Bennett. You know, we, we, we did, did I go after Claire a lot, didn't we? And got called out. So we'll
1: leave that for this week. <laughs> we love the villains though, don't we? We do, we do love it. That's what it's
0: all about. I said I missed Claire, but Bennett stepped up, thank God. So thank you, Bennett, as much as you're a dick. You've done really well this week. Uh, so Dave, anyway, if you want to contact us guys and get your emails in, your tweets, your Facebook messages, and we've got enough, as always, we will try and do a bonus episode. Um, And just, you know, get it out there and we'll discuss whatever you guys say because we do appreciate everything. Um, And hopefully our good friend Lauren... He's on the mend, Dave, and uh, her leg's better, even though she did come after me on Instagram messaging uh,
1: stories. You did call her good. a fucking
0: peg leg. <laughs> well, well, you know, she, she was calling me out, Dave, for the right reasons. <laughs> but anyway, Lauren, we'll, we'll let that slip. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> if you do want to contact us on all social media, at cdrealitycast, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you do get a chance, guys, drop us a review on the show and your podcast apps, uh, iTunes, Google play whatever i really appreciate it. Hey, me and dave will read out what you guys put whether it's good or bad and uh, i mean i don't mind guys it's been we, we're looking at the stats dave we've done 3630 minutes this year of podcasting on the cd reality cast and we've not had one second one minute one fucking email going at dave They've all been about me, Dave. So if you want to send one in about Dave, I've got no problem reading it out, guys. You know? Is
1: that true? I'd have to go back and yeah, check. It's true. That's
0: true, Dave. It's <laughs> that true.
1: That's because I'm good cop. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I fucking I, haven't been, have they? i have just gobshite cop, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking big mouth cop. <laughs> anyway, Dave, it's been a crack at this. So thanks again, mate. I've, I've really enjoyed this. I can't wait for next week.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And to finish off, Chris, I'll just say what Detective David Mills said, played by Brad Pitt, when he asked Morgan Freeman's character, what's in the box? (laughs) See you next week.